0: Jeannie, you know this. We have a workflow problem all the time Mm. because we get distracted talking about TV shows. Oh, my God. All the time. If I could talk uh, Real Housewives and Game of Thrones, Insecure, and yeah, you know, the list goes on. Yes. Um, I think it drives, like, Caroline, our producer, crazy.
1: I know. (laughs) She always has to get us back on task. Yeah. But something magical happened, right? Right. One time, one time we got distracted by a TV show and it actually turned into an episode. For one glorious day our yammering about television was part of our actual job <laughs>
0: yes what a luxury <laughs> I know and only because Caroline is a genius you that's know, the only reason her, that happened it's her brain that would give us this beautiful idea and told us we need to like talk about the world of this show as a sexist workplace yes
1: and I mean if it's not clear yet obviously the show we are talking about is Game of Thrones hey <laughs> it's so good oh my god Where'd you get this genie? I, this is just a magical internet thank you person on YouTube. This is like my favorite remix of the theme. This is BTSW.
0: Battle tactics for your iron throne, baby.
1: I'm here. With the mother of dragons, first of her name, Sir Eula Scott Bino
0: Stormborn. Oh, I feel so good, man. And I have the pleasure of being here with my Khaleesi, giver of tactics, Jeannie Yandel.
1: Oh, I bend the knee to you anytime, Oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much. And this is a good time to say, though, to everybody that's listening, this is clearly going to be like a spoiler episode. We're caught up with season eight, episode four. Yes. So if you ain't... Stop listening.
1: Totally. Also, if you don't care about Game of Thrones or you quit watching it because of all the sexual violence against women, totally fair by the way, don't listen to this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Better than us. Indeed. Melanie McFarland writes about pop culture and TV for Salon.com. You can find Melanie on Twitter at McTelevision. Hi, Melanie. Hello. It's great to be back. We're so glad you're here. So glad to have you. Yeah.
0: Your timing is superb.
1: I know. We are so excited to talk about this little indie cable show called Game of Thrones. (laughs) It's so tiny. I'm amazed that you found it. I know. Well, it feels like there's just a lot of corollary to the real world that we can talk about. So that's why we wanted to get into this. Mm -hmm. I just found it yesterday. Yeah, I know. Right? (laughs) Yeah, oh. I know. And dedicated 34 I know.
0: hours of my life to catch up. I know,
1: I know, mm. I know. I didn't actually have strep throat. I just <laughs> called in sick for three weeks so I could watch it. Okay, mm-hmm. okay so first and foremost, let's just set the table here as yeah. it were. So if you are trying to become the ruler of the Seven Kingdoms, are you grappling with a sexist workplace,
0: mm. Melanie McFarland?
2: Dear Lord, yes. <laughs> Dear Lord, yes.
0: Hell yeah.
1: Why do you say that? I mean-
2: I would, and I will say this to anyone who says, "Well, look at Cersei." I'll say, "Well, yes, look at Cersei. Cersei Ooh. is the result of an entirely hugely discriminatory patriarchy. Mm. Yeah. All patriarchies are discriminatory." When <laughs> I'm saying this Good is point. to the maximum. Yeah. Um, I actually brought this up. I th- I want to say it was in the third season. She sat down with her father, and each of the Lannisters sat down with their father in kind. Um, and this is after Tywin had come back to King's Landing to take away the position of Hand of the King, from yeah. Tyrion, who had just orchestrated saving yeah, <laughs> saving King's Landing during bl- the Blackwater attack. Mm-hmm. So he rewarded Tyrion by taking away. You
1: did a great job. I'm going to take your job now. There you go. i going to take
2: your job. Son. Right. Well, he
1: had an entire
2: conversation with Tyrion about how he resented him being his son, which, OK, that was always clear. <laughs> But the interesting thing was he sat down and even the dynamics of that scene are amazing because what Tywin Lannister did really well, particularly with if everybody, but particularly with women was he made them wait while he would sit there with his paperwork. He did it to Elena Tyrell and he did it to his own daughter. Wow. They would sit there while he was doing his important work until finally he would deign to say something to them. Mm
0: -hmm. Let you know where you lie in the priorities. Exactly. Okay.
1: Exactly. So I will say we're going to talk about Cersei Lannister later. Okay. But also one of our, we also want to talk about who the biggest Garys on the show are, who the biggest Garys in Game of Thrones are. Like, Gary is your coworker who is... A garbage person and kind of doesn't care yeah right and i think like we can just say that tywin lannister is a big gary so we'll say that so we have to talk about two more gary's but i'm gonna do a thing you're not supposed to do on i guess recap shows i'm gonna start with the end of the episode mm. of course yeah because i want to talk about the death of missandei right yes At the end of the episode we're she talking gets, of into episode four yeah the very end of episode four we're like four episodes into the final season of Game of Thrones and like Miss Missandei gets her head cut off by the mountain in front of Danny in front of Grey Worm in front of what's left of the Unsullied and all I could think was like they totally fridged her like they totally fridged Missandei Mm -hmm. like do you do you know what fridging means oh yes yeah okay I do only because you told me okay so yeah so I'll just explain it for anybody else who doesn't know so it's like a comic book thing right where um basically a woman character gets Um, gets viciously murdered, raped, traumatized by the villain... Basically, to make the hero go through a really tough emotional arc. And it's like, it's called Fridging because there was literally a Green Lantern comic in like 1994 or something where Green Lantern's girlfriend was murdered by the villain and then stuck in a refrigerator so that the Green Lantern would find her. Mm -hmm. And that set him off on this whole, like, Mm -hmm. you know, really tough emotional arc. I mean, am I wrong about that? Like, was she, I feel like she, Oh, because, totally! Like, she the was way Danny's face was her and like they just did it so that like Danny and Grey Worm would have a tougher arc, right? I
0: don't know. But and what was, was so also- weird was she already lost a dragon. Like, lost she already lost a dragon. She lost an ba- yeah. actual child in her yeah. eyes, and, and now her best friend.
2: Yeah, and her best friend. But also, let's talk about the optics of that, which could be an entire other broadcast. Here is Missandei, who was a slave in mm. Essos, and when we meet her over in Astapor, she has on. What looks like a necklace, but it's actually a collar. You never actually see her in chains. Mm. And at the last moment of her life, you see her in chains. Mm. Oh, man. And of course, I'm. Th- I, <sighs> there are so many things that made me shake my head about that. But um, the f- that's another thing where I'm just like, you know, I hope that somebody says something about this to D.B. Weiss and David Benioff. Because remember, these are the guys who are also thinking about doing the drama, the speculative drama about slavery. Mm-hmm. So it's like, don't if you oh, can't no. see the problem with that, you have no business bringing that <laughs> drama into fruition.
0: But anyway, back to the fridging.
1: <laughs> oh <laughs> man, you're <laughs> right. That could be a whole other episode. But okay. on the
0: other, hand, I do think it's going to make Danny mad. Like, well, that's I think what it's, it's supposed gonna to do. Rile her up. Does but she, I feel does like she need to be made any more angry. angry? She just lost a baby.
2: <laughs> she just lost a, a baby, and and you would think, and that-
0: she and she's beefing with her nephew lover.
2: Yeah. Also, you know, then there's the other thing of like, are you telling me that after all this, you know, this is a woman who saw her first dragon go down with just a well-placed lance? Yes. At least send out somebody. Does somebody have a falconer up in the north? (laughs) Mm-hmm. Can send stuff out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Send out. Oh, send out a raven. You know, send, have Bran put that three eyed raven to yeah. work. It would be a good drone, opportunity for Bran to yeah, work. His a little drone bit. skills to kind of yeah.
1: You know, send out those three
2: eyed ravens ahead of time. Come like, hey, what's here's what's up.
1: Yeah, yeah. Euron is waiting for you. Right. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I almost want to like now. I almost want to talk about the fact that like yeah, we put all this on on Daenerys a little bit, but like she's surrounded by dudes. Who are terrible at their jobs? Yeah, her yes. advisors are terrible at their jobs. Tyrion and Varys have no business doing these jobs. They're not well. Varys is, you know, he's Ugh. turning
2: into a bit of a Gary, isn't he? She's he's acting. He's of, asking like, the electability question. Right, he's asking like,
1: is she likable enough? It's true. Yeah. But I mean, what she's about, a woman. God, what Wait, about Jon Snow? We now have a
0: Joe Biden. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do. We've got Joe here. We've got John looking like a Snow. I mean, he's officially blah blah blah.
2: And he's electable. Because you know he could
1: unite North and South.
0: Yeah, he's so cute. Yeah. Yep. So tiny and cute. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Open
1: change. Everybody likes Jon <laughs> Snow. Yeah. Yep. He, yeah. He, Danny's just too shrill.
0: And the thing is, too, I think that Danny's whole power trip is hard to watch. Where it feels, it, I think that Varys was right in the concept of like her saying she deserves it just purely because she was born into this role doesn't necessarily mean she deserves it. But what I don't get is if they, if her and Jon ride together, wouldn't she still be queen?
2: Well, that's the whole thing is she's saying that she doesn't she doesn't want to share power. Right. Mm. And that's and that's been pretty well telegraphed, which, you know, is her right. However, as yep. a woman in this world, yep. You know, if they're going to look at I think the thing that if you remove in an ideal world, if you remove sexism from the whole thing, what you have in the Jon Snow and Daenerys Targaryen pairing is the question of do you have a ruler? And you go with the person who is a good organizer. Because that's really what John, John's a great organizer. He just doesn't want to rule. And that's a lot of organizers kind of say, like, I just want to get this thing done. Yeah, once we get it done, I just want to. And then you have a conqueror. So she learned how to conquer. And that was really apparent in the books, by the way. The whole lesson of Daenerys and where they left it is, you can be great at conquering. Rulership is an entirely different deal. And where the books left it was she was still, she was learning that lesson. Mm. And I think that's one of those things that hasn't really been made apparent in the series. Um, and I think it's also important since we're talking about Danny, Yeah. And we're going to get into this in terms of female characters. It's these moments when it becomes really, really apparent that like, you know, having some female writers in the room might be a good idea. Yeah. Okay. Especially since one of them who wrote an episode wrote
1: for Buffy. <sighs> mm. She's good. Man. So, I mean, come on now. I mean, now is a good moment to mention that I think in the history of this show, the entire history of Game of Thrones, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Melanie, but only 2 women have been given credit for writing given a partial or full writing credit on yes. any episode the entire year eyes, eyes are, are huge, huge i are. can't
0: understand that like i just don't understand the concept of having so many women actors and not thinking that you need to consult with one person of that demographic I feel like this season started off and I was shocked by how many women there still were yeah. in such strong positions of power. To be like, oh man, so there's women knights, there's women lady lords, there's women uh, kick-ass on their own girls. Lady assassins. Yeah, there's assassins and conquerors. There's little girls out here fighting these wars. So it's shocking to hear that they have that many strong women characters and no woman yeah. <laughs> voicing them.
1: I right. know. I'm, I want to do the, the public radio thing and, and ask a neutral question. Melanie, do you think the lack of women writers on Game of Thrones has affected the story arc? Oh, dear Lord, yeah. (laughs) I think Game of Thrones
2: really... there's this. There was this entire meme going around. I think it was like maybe last year, or even in the past couple of years, that um, said describe a way that um, a, a man writes a woman in fiction. And I think it's like, so and so got up, and her breasts shone in the moonlight. She got upstairs, <laughs> got down the stairs, and titted around, boobily,
0: you know. And I and, and actually,
2: if you look in. If you look in the books, there's a scene that actually somebody brought up and they said it's probably came out of this where they described Daenerys getting ready for meeting that slaver in Astapor that she actually ended up sacking the city. That great scene. And actually mm-hmm. that's coming back to died. That's what Jakaris was about. Yeah. That was where she was like, this is where your power is. Mm-hmm. Oof. This is where your power is. And in the books, it describes like. Well, if they're going to treat her like a savage, she's going to dress like a savage. This is she's this is Danny saying this to herself. So she puts on this Dothraki outfit and as she gets up, he describes the feeling of her boobs swishing against <sighs>
1: <laughs> the grassy oh my cloth. Gosh. Uh-uh!
2: I know every moment I take that when I get up, like wake up in the morning. Where's what my, my boobs? What my I know How oh, do they feel like How against this feeling? fabric? The, yeah, well, am I gonna go for a sports bra feel today? <laughs> what, <do> I, <laughs> what I mean but so getting back to your original question, yes. <sighs> I don't the the obviousness of that really, you know. Really shown through in those those seasons where sexpedition was everything, where even when Sansa was being assaulted mm-hmm. by Ramsay Bolton, right. it wasn't about her; it was about Theon. Shock, right? Um, you know, when there was a horror in what happened in Craster's Keep, you focused in on. The male characters and everything going on around them. So it's all about you know they're they're being horrible. It's not about the women suffering. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's what happens when you have a room that's mainly about dudes. Though then they get called, they get called on it, and so then there's that fallback. I think that there are. This whole idea of like in order to be strong, you also have to have some sort of you have to have a reason to be there in front of the men. And sometimes, you know, it's this exchange of like if you're going to have physical power, you have to buy that physical power either by having some sort of emotional deficit or being in a position where you are um, essentially kind of appealing to the people who would be able to give you agency yes. in some way.
1: Wow. Mm-hmm. You're making yourself Yeah, you're making yourself palatable, desirable to them in order to get what you need.
0: To get close enough to murder (laughs) them. That's what I hope the end result would be, right? I mean, that's what our goal is. Um,
1: That feels like a really good segue to talk about
0: Arya. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Who knows how to get close enough to murder them. Yes. Hell yeah. Yes. Sansa's, I mean, sorry, sorry, Arya is amazing. She's yes. Just the coolest character to watch. And for her, it's interesting because even that I think would require a woman to, t- to think about the dynamics of uh, letting go of ladiness, letting go of what you're supposed to be doing with your life and following the path that you know to be yours. Yes. Um,
1: even if it is a path that shows that you're kind of a psycho. Mm-hmm. Like, right. But I love you were a mass murderer person.
0: <laughs> but I loved how Arya like, you know, just would not play the game of like being some wife. I love how they're going back to the concept of like, I don't want to be nobody's wife. I don't want to be nobody's lady. I'm mm-hmm. out here being me. And I don't know how you don't get that yet. But also even just because of the way she had sex with uh, him. I'm thinking of the... Oh, with Gendry? Yeah. Gendry. It just, you know, even to, for you to think that I would be a lady when meanwhile I literally, I bagged you. Especially since he would diminish her
2: yeah. when they were along the road when they were as, you know, basically children together, although he was never a child he knew that the way that that would just drive her, the thing that would drive her nuts was when he'd say, Okay, m'lady. Yeah. She goes, I'm not even You know, and yeah. so just that. It's like, m'lady, m'lady. It's like, okay, and now you've stabbed the Night King in the gut. <laughs> right. You should be my wife. Surely now you can just let it all go, relax, and be m'lady. It's like, no. Oh my yes. God!
1: This is making me think of. Do you remember this? Um, I can't. Re- it was like uh, there was a woman. She won like she medaled in the Olympics or something, and her boyfriend came running out on the field and proposed. Propo- to her. I do
0: remember this. That's
1: uh. what this makes me think of. Like she just killed the night king, yeah. And you're like, marry me and come up to this like backwater ass castle that I have now, <laughs> no. like. Oh, my God. He made it all about him.
0: All about him. Oh. But also to think that you couldn't have been down with her in the first place. I mean, to be so pompous to think that now that you have this title, Arya is going to get down with you. Meanwhile, she liked you when you were you. When you were less than you. Mm. You know, before you even knew that you were the son of a king. Yeah. Who shouldn't have been king.
1: That was the only moment in all of episode four that I was like... Happy that I was like, yes, yeah, was when Aria said no to Gendry. Yeah. That was it, yes, that was it, yeah, yeah. I did love
2: when she got back on the road with uh, that reminded me of a 70s, like, yeah. oh, know, yeah. Burt Reynolds, <laughs> <I know>. yeah, <laughs>
0: with her and those Burt
2: Reynolds characters. Like, well,
0: that's all done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Have you guys heard of the rapper, uh, Megan Thee Stallion? Uh uh-uh. uh, oh, she's my new favorite, like, beyond the world, but she has this uh, very sexual line in one of her songs where she goes, uh, suck it the look in his eyes, then the next day, I might leave him on red. You know, the idea is that like I can have sex with you and literally the very next day you can text me and I just you just it just says the text has been read. (laughs) Right. And no one's responding to you. And that's exactly what Arya did to Gindry. Gindry's like, I loved last night. I had such a good time. Should we get married? And she's like, I saw your message.
1: (laughs) I, I saw it. I saw it, <laughs> and then she went in on, on like a buddy film. She took yeah. like off on like a buddy comedy. But the still, dude with, was like, "Yeah, Are you gonna leave me
0: would die again, probably." Yeah, oh. <laughs> keeping it real. Keeping Listen, it real. bro, you were there when my dad died. You were there when he died. So pretty much, you're still on my list. The last time I left you to die. I left you to die. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the whole Sansa exchange with the hound. Okay. Okay. My first thought about Sansa is how it opens with Sansa, caring so much about um, the young man who saved Brynn, but really just got stabbed very quickly by by the Theon.
1: Oh, like, yeah. I, I, I get Season why Sansa... opens with, like, that really sort of lovely reunion between
0: huh? yeah. Theon. But yeah, but I, g- I get the concept of, like, everyone's dead, and we're mourning, and Sansa would mourn Theon. But at the same time, a part of me thinks, like, she should be over Theon by now. Why? You know what I mean? Because for me, I'm rewatching and starting at the beginning, too. Oh, oh, oh like, Theon oh. was kind of garbage. Well, I'm the in that garbage. Well, but also, he was garbage before he, uh, you know, attacked everybody i feel like he his personality was like the the most sexist character we could have experienced in an everyday conversation you know like she was kind of garbage too though sure it should be like he's dead maybe Bryn should be looking at him like Mm -hmm. i could see that more than bren's not looking at anything
1: (laughs) now. (laughs) oh my god Bryn doesn't care about it looking at the sky for real
0: Bryn's like listen um i'm in the past
1: yeah so whatever you're doing right
0: now i don't even care
1: yeah. So, okay, so, all right, so we know Sansa was garbage kind of initially. She was not a great person. She just reminded me of, like, she was, like, the meanest of mean girls, oh, right? Oh, God. She sold out her own sister. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that's I thing. don't it's see like, her that way. But, oh, I mean, she, but she sold out her sister. and She like, was had, doing her she,
0: duty, blah, blah, blah. Well. No. Internalized misogyny. Dude. I,
1: I guess. Know. But Ugh. then, so what was the, I mean, no. like, was it, like, internalized misogyny, like, towards herself that made her sit down with the hound and be like, uh, if I hadn't gone through all of this awful traumatic terrible assaultive stuff I wouldn't be who I am today. No, that's a
2: that's a bad writer. That's that is <laughs> that is two men who believe that all progress is from scars. Mhm. Wow. Because... That is what that is. Cuz I mean that's that's a, that's a very I mean I'm not just saying that as like because she's a female character. I think that's kind of a very kind of um masculine way of looking in the world, we're the sum of our scars, we're everything we survive. Like yeah. that does that does not destroy us, makes us stronger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is a character who they have just thrown every method of destruction at. And unfortunately most of them involve abuse, yeah. physical abuse, you know, sexualized shames and straight up rape. Yeah. And yeah. then here's a person so that's the way we look at her and After all of that, her sitting down with the house. And it's not just the fact that she says that, Mm -hmm. which is bad enough. Mm -hmm. It's the fact that she says it after he says to the woman who is in charge of Winterfell. Oh, yeah, I heard that you got broken in rough. Oh, my God. And even if you're a kind of person who is like, you know that's just uncle's hound. I know. Mm-hmm. He's, <laughs> some, he's you know. an unhappy man. I
1: know. <laughs> oh, Uncle Marty as a baby. just, got, just had too much to drink the,
2: again.
0: like the Adina monsoon like <laughs> flurry
2: of slaps in that moment.
0: But it was a real lesson for him though too in that moment of like you gotta get over the things the trauma that you've been carrying with you for so long. Yeah. Because he's just still so mad at his brother for like throwing him in the fire and like mad at everybody else for like noticing that he has scars on his face.
2: Hey but don't take it out on me by announcing like I know you were raped. Yeah. yeah. And get a proper What, what would have been amazing. Symmetry in that moment is if she said, "Hold on for a second called over Brienne mm. and then had Brienne slap him because she's <laughs> like, "As a lady, I was taught not to slap." Because remember when that happened? Yes. Mm. He, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he—he he very, you know, he was being a gentleman and handed her a handkerchief and said, "You'll
0: yeah. be needing that." Mm. Although yeah. he didn't do the slapping, <laughs> he didn't Still. do anything about it either. Right. Oh. You, you watched me look at my dad's head on a pike, like all that stuff. We're just yeah. not cool, bro. There are some things we just can't come back from. The murder of my dad is the main thing. I just can't get over that.
2: I hope that in a few years somebody like gets on the internet and does a feminist reimagining where they have yes. those moments where it's like, we're just going to correct these moments. Yeah. Yes. I would yeah. love that so
0: much. Yes. Somebody <laughs> out there in the interwebs, get on it. Ugh. My ideal is it's just, it's just post-battle, right? And everybody like goes to their respective beds, and then um, Sansa just walks around and slits throats in the night. <laughs> Wrap it up. Dun, dun, dun. dun. Or (laughs) even better, she'd be like, it's a self-care day.
2: Yeah. That's right. It's a self-care day. That's right. I love it so
1: much. Send out some masks. After the mask
2: funeral.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's so good. Okay. So we have yet to talk about Serbrian. Right? So we are totally going to do that after the break. So I said, we're going to talk about Brienne and we are, are, are going to talk about Brienne. But first, when we first started talking, Melanie, you brought up Cersei Lannister. HBIC. Yes. As like the product of the (laughs) worst kind of patriarchy. Right. So, so honestly, as we were thinking about talking with you, I remembered your uh, describing a boss that you had in the past and how, it was God, cathartic for you isn't. to watch, <laughs> Please let her be to watch Aliens to <laughs> after having to work with her every day yes. because of the way she sort of hung you out to dry on the regular. Mm-hmm. I mean, is Cersei Lannister just the worst kind of female boss ever or is she just a terrible person? Like, I don't, can we or can we not as, like, like bring gender into this? It's hard for me can. to know. And, and here's why. And I'm actually going
2: to kind of, if we can, do a two for one in this assessment. Oh, we can. I think that... Both she, this is what Dan, she and Danny have in common besides a burning desire for the Iron Throne, mm-hmm. for very different reasons. Both of them were taught about power by men. Ooh. Mm-hmm. going back to that moment when Cersei sits down with Tywin. Tywin says to her, and this is only half true. Um, so first she sits down and says, "You keep on having these councils about leadership with my brothers." Mm. Did you ever stop to think that the person who listened to all of your lessons about history of the realm of the family and power and politics, did you ever stop to think that the person who listened most closely to it was your daughter? Mm. And he just doesn't even break stride. He kind of brings up a couple of questions, you know, questions and answers with her. And then he says, it's not that I don't trust you because you're a woman. I don't trust you because you're not as smart as you think you are. Wow. Mm. And from that moment on, I feel like everything she's done after that has been in reaction to that statement, both proving it right and proving it wrong. Mm. And I think he was only being half honest with her. Of course he disrespected her because she's a woman. (laughs) Yeah. Everything that he looked at, and this is not uncommon in that time, of course, was... Women are here to give us, to, to produce heirs, right? right. Um, and women are not suited to, you know, to care for the realm. Um, when he and Olena Tyrell, who is the, really the strongest woman in this series, yeah, um, when they would spar... It would be all the threats were about he would say things to her, like thinking she be like, oh, no, not my grandsons. Oh mm-hmm. Like she'll protect her grandson. She's like, no, I don't care about my grandsons. Said, of course. Yes, of course they're gay. And of course I know that's I don't care. Let's talk about your son and daughter who are sleeping together. Sleeping oh, I know together.
1: that, too. Mutual <laughs> yeah. assured destruction, my
2: friend. Yeah, And, you know, he would basically just kind of sit there and go into a stalemate. Of course, eventually, you know, after he was gone, Olenna Tyrell Got knocked off, too. But Mm -hmm. that was very telling in that he he sat there with another female ruler and immediately went to I'm going to spoil your legacy mode Mm -hmm. as opposed to any kind of aggressive. My ships are better than your ships. It was much more like you cannot protect your children. I know you care about your children. And what he didn't realize was, oh, no, I only care about my ladies. Yeah. My sons, I know they're inheriting everything and they're stupid.
0: <laughs> they're fine. I don't care.
2: They're Say fine. what you will about them. They're fine. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: That okay. I feel like there's a parallel there a little bit between Tywin threatening Oleana Tyrell's uh, grandchildren and what Tyrion said to Cersei at the gates of the at the gates of the mm. city, right? He you know, he said, I know you're not a monster. I know you care about your child. Like, so are we looking at another situation where we have a dude who is assuming that the driving force behind every woman is their love of their children and their willingness to protect them at all costs? Or are we looking at another situation where it's a writer's room who are like, women care about their babies. Let's go there. I think that
2: there's a lot of problems with Tyrion not learning from, you know, there could be a number of ways to interpret that. I think that Tyrion's main crime, this is also kind of bewildering, is that... He has not learned that—and I say this as someone who has an awful—I can say this—an awful, terrible, evil sibling. After a point, mm-hmm. you learn that they're not coming back from that. For real. You just learn that. Yeah. yeah. So when I saw it, it's like, no, no, honey, no. no. Yeah, as my therapist <laughs> would say, you can divorce your you family. I'm right
0: amazed <laughs> Yeah. My therapist is like, you can divorce your family for sure. Right. And he just looks stupid. I mean, that's the right. thing that was hard to watch. It was yes. hard to watch him really grovel for something that anyone who was thinking beyond— your relationships of blood would be like, bruh Don't go over there. She's gonna say no. I'm gonna go ask her real quick. Don't do it. It's gonna and, be so awkward. And it's you gonna might get Sande's blood on you. Yeah. yeah. And it's gonna make him look worse. Yeah. Yeah. Because there
2: was no way that you know Cersei was going to accept that deal. Mm-hmm. No. There was
0: no way. No and way. And you don't even look like the hand. You don't look like the hand of Danny. Mm -hmm. when you're going to have a conversation with your sister. Mm -hmm. Like, you look like you're now, like, in the Lannister camp trying to work through Lannister problem.
2: He's basically the equivalent going back to another franchise, the guy in Die Hard, the original one, who was like, Hans, Booby. I'm Oh, my (laughs)
1: God. (laughs) And
2: what happened to that guy? He shot him in the face. Yeah. Things didn't go well for him. No, things didn't go well. I'm amazed. So, but but bring it back to, like, yes, there's that. Um, But I also think that there's this whole idea of... Um, taking it back to to Cersei and Danny, that. These are characters who learned about leadership through men, and they mm-hmm. specifically learned about leadership through ruthless men.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Now, I'm not saying that, you know, women can't be ruthless and, and don't, you know, can lead and be like, it's a happy, happy world. Th- that's not the kind of world this is. That's not the kind of world we live in. Mm-hmm. No. But you have, and I, again, you have someone who is vying for the throne who learned about leadership through, first through the internal the internal power structure of the dothraki which basically respects nothing but being crushed right surviving brute force Mm -hmm. yeah force so she learned brute force that's how she learned initially then she learned deception Mm. you know through going and you know going and saying like oh so here's this guy who's going to help me and oh actually he just has a gigantic empty safe oh and that's what she says thank you i learned much here Mm -hmm. so she learned how to be brutal and deceptive yep And that's how she got her dragons. That's Mm. how she got her, you know, that's how she got her uh, the forces of Unsullied. She did it through brute force with her dragons, you know, and through deception. Yeah, She did something that no one else did. And that has carried her through until this point.
1: Man. Mm.
2: Because that's one thing that we saw in that last episode. I mean, and part of it was petulance, was just like, nobody loves me as much as Jon Snow. It's like, Mm. maybe if you took that Starbucks cup... Uh, Got some more
1: Starbucks for everybody uh, in the room, and talk to them about what <laughs> coffees they like. Yeah, oh, I like man. your coffee. Yeah, <gasps> maybe
2: they would make like it a lot
1: more. Was the problem that Danny didn't do office housework and didn't offer to get everybody else coffee? <laughs> I yeah, because she didn't, didn't do anything. Yeah. No, she didn't do anything. She
0: just sat there on some like you know, uh, you all should be grateful for me, and I don't know how to get down with your culture. So I'm because I'm too good for all of you. Mm-hmm. That's what it looked like.
2: She's like, I brought my dragons. Yeah. What more She's do you want? Man.
0: I want Arya to come hand, to drink with yeah, me. Yeah,
2: that's true. He
1: did bring dragons. <laughs> he did bring yeah. dragons. Yeah. yeah.
2: But you can baby go and you're going to into another lady's house. And basically, like, maybe, you know, when the other lady says, like, hey, could you let us be independent? It's like, you don't even have the throne yet. Yeah. Maybe you should just say yes.
0: Yeah. Also, why would you want the North, girl? Like, I don't, like, <laughs> in that moment I thought, Danny, you don't even like the North. Like, no. your, your dragons don't like the North. You don't want to come up here for, like, uh reunions or uh dinners. Like, you don't like John's people that much. Just go South and, like, live down there. And
1: know. live. Well, I mean... I- now that I have heard like what Melanie had to say about how Danny learned yeah. to consolidate power, like brute force and deception, it actually makes sense. Like, why in the world would you compromise, yeah. even in that moment, right? Because that perhaps that looks like weakness, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. for Danny. I mean, you know, but and Tywin Lannister is basically brute force and opportunism. Yep, and mm. that's you
2: know. Deception is part of that, but really it was opportunism because even in the story of how the Mad King was deposed, his whole guarantee was, oh, I'll make I'll make safe the city. And so when they let him in, he sacked it. Yes. So his Mm. whole thing was like, whoever's going to come out on top. I'm gonna make sure that I have all the gold in my purse. Yeah, and then when I come in, I can be like, "Look, I made the city safe." Mm. So he's brute force and opportunism, mm-hmm. and that's what Cersei learned. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Okay, I have one more question about Danny before we move on to Brienne of Tarth. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, sir, yeah, bef- sir. I'm so sorry. Before I'm not. I should not. Sir, Brienne of Tarth, you like she earned that shit, that's right? Mm-hmm. So, um, because Danny learned what power looks like. Through men. Mm -hmm. Does that mean that she's never going to unlearn listening to crappy male advisors? I feel like it's the mistake she keeps making. Right. Like I can't blame her for all of the things that have gone wrong because, you know, this has been like a team effort in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. But like she needs to stop listening to her crappy male advisors. Mm-hmm. She needs to stop listening to, like, fake woke Varus who's like, I'm here for the realm. Oh, my God. Varys, I'm so over him. But, like, you know, she needs to stop listening to these guys. Yeah. I don't know. Like, is that just the thing she's incapable of doing? In a perfect world, I would love
2: to have in the next episode it opening with her sitting down with Sansa, who, by the way is the best strategist. She's yeah. been
1: right about everything, She's been right about
2: everything. Mm-hmm. She was right about the Battle of the Bastards, nobody listened to her. Oh. <sighs> she was right about you need to rest up, nobody listened. Mhm. In a perfect world, I would love for Daenerys to sit down with Sansa and be like, "You know, girl, I'm sorry.
1: Yep. Yeah. Be my hand. What do you think
2: <gasps> that we should do?" Oh you know, my best friend just got knocked off, you know, sit down, you know, they can put on the mud mask, maybe yeah, whole, like, Korean 10-step skin care
0: together, mm-hmm. and then just be like, alright, alright, alright. They're the only women in the building. <laughs> They're the only women there? I mean, literally, we'll, yeah. we'll there, uh, Brianna's there, but literally, yeah. like, that one little right. girl's gone. Brianna's
2: off at eating her Ben and Jerry's, like, blubbering in it, apparently. <laughs> yes. But we'll get to that. Man. But just sit down and say, like, I have been wrong about this, and I've been thinking about it, I heard about nobody listened to you about all the bastards, and you had to save the day, but nobody gives you credit for that i but i heard about it Mm -hmm. yeah what would you do yep yeah and then do what sansa does that would be amazing that's a great great? idea
0: no it really is but
2: there's no female writers in the room yeah so that's not going to happen son of a
0: bitch but are they turning are they turning daenerys into somebody that we don't like so that she loses and john wins and we're all comfortable with it
1: we are going to talk about predictions Ooh, okay. Mm. yeah yeah we're gonna get there okay but i feel like I don't know why I'm the self-appointed trains running on time person for this. (laughs) Because you like trains. In order, I do. Mm-hmm. I do love trains and I do love telling people what to do. So, <laughs> so um, I, know, I know, I'm the worst. I know. If you're a
0: man, you'd be a hero and efficient.
1: I know that's the thing, but I'm really aggressive and I'm kind of bitchy. Oh God! And she's lying about both of those things. <laughs> she's, I, she's aggressive. She's aggressive
0: when there needs to be work done. <laughs> so she like shows herself doing the job. You mean like a boss? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would I call it that. Boss.
1: Oh, I'm into that. <laughs> okay, so I'm the boss here. Yeah. So we need to talk about Serbian
0: my girl God. okay the love of my life okay yes so my my one of the first things i want to think about with Brienne is there's no way she would be like the last time we would see her would be her crying without even holding herself like her arms are dead and her cloak is is heavier than uh than the night and, and just bawling oh. to herself in the winter cold without all of the gear that she constantly has on Brienne barely takes off a a, a cape Oh. Let alone uh, all this armor to just stand in the snow and watch a one handed, <laughs> not his dominant hand dude in his late to er, late 40s, early 50s uh, hop on a horse and ride back to, to get down with his own sister.
1: Or maybe murder her. We don't know. It doesn't
0: matter. What he told me was he was going back to have sex with his sister. There's no part of me that would be like, I can't believe that this is happened. No, listen, that was a weird fluke that happened the last couple of days. I don't want anybody to know that that happened <laughs> i definitely had sex with a dude who has like a bunch of incest children and um one hand and um barely acknowledged me as a human being till like a couple of days ago when he thought the world was coming to an end and his sister was going to die yes um so fuck him just what she should have been saying mm-hmm. and and i can't picture lady brianne and all of her understanding of uh sir sorry thank you sir <laughs> i cannot picture serbrian and all of her understanding of power Yep. And and w- how you're perceived as woman, putting all that down, and because the first thing I think of too is like, for Jamie to save you from being raped, and for you to have never had sex at this age means that you have were always good at guarding your body from terrible men. Yep. Yep. Like you were because everybody's been getting raped since the beginning of time, so you were like, ha ha, not today, <laughs> constantly,
2: and particularly after there's that scene where she cuts down the three barmaids that the that the Stark men. Said that they tortured mm-hmm. and and hung. Yeah, and she takes them out without breaking a
0: sweat. Right, mm. right. So I'm used to doing mm. this all the time, but now I uh, got something that I wanted, and I'm and I'm just so overwhelmed. I just also the thing for me is I watched the little specials afterwards, and I can't even figure out when Brienne fell in love with uh, Jamie. I know, you know. So, um, so you've seen the whole thing, right? I've seen the whole thing, but yeah. I I know so- that she had she appreciated him and she looked up to him for all of his glory and all that kind of stuff and thanked him for his, But I don't remember this underlying like, I love him. Th- the thing, thing I out.
2: loved about their relationship was that
0: you could tell that it
2: wasn't just that he that she loved him. He loved her. There was that whole scene when they were, was it, I think it was at River Run, during the siege of River Run, where she goes in and they have a conversation and it's straight up negotiation. Mm. And there's a point where she says it could very well be that tomorrow we're on opposite sides Yeah, and he says and it, it's not what they're saying that's when Gwendolyn Christie and Nicholas I don't know how Nicholas Coster Hust- Waldo yeah, yeah. Just, I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry sir if I offended you by join your name but when those two actors like they say so much mm-hmm. in their muted expressions that's true and that's where the love comes in you know and I uh, And I think that's – so it wasn't unbelievable that they got together. Yeah. I think what was not believable was – and this is one of those things that (laughs) amazingly the people that are commenting on my story don't seem to get – is that this is a woman who has spent her entire life, as you said, protecting herself, Mm -hmm. protecting her body, but also proving that if you step to me in any fashion, Mm -hmm. you are taking your life into your hands. Yes. Yes. And I think – and, and that also goes to emotional That's one thing that on Crispy was really good at doing was showing on her face, never really showing any emotion. Because mm-hmm. um, even then, that this is a woman who's in a man's world, the first thing that you would be accused of if, if you take any kind of bruising, if you any tears come down your face... You'll be accused of being weak. Mm-hmm. Oh, you can't take it. You what kind of sir cries, a- cries? Ha ha ha. What kind of
1: sir cries? I mean, that was the article that you wrote, Melanie. Yes. This week it was about basically like we all know what happens when a woman cries in public at work. Right. Right? Yeah. Like right. you even like you even dropped there's no crying in baseball, for God's sake, as no. a reference. Like you're in a male dominated field. There's no, field. Cry. There's no, no crying baseball. in baseball. Right. There's yeah. There's no yeah. crying in baseball. And I think, and there were a couple of people
2: like, well, she was having a private moment. I'm like, no, she was out in a courtyard. And particularly, it's like, I, you know, I'm not ashamed to say it. I've been broken up with. One of the things that I make, made sure that I did not do in front of that person was show that I felt any emotions about it. Absolutely. Because they were not getting that piece of me. No. Mm. No. And I'm not saying that I am Sir Brianne. But I, what I am saying is that any woman who has been around for long enough and is in an, uh, any, any arena, not just work, although being a sir and being a knight is obviously a job. But... <laughs> Any any arena is that's male dominated. If something like that happens, it's not even like oh because the camera's on. It's like that's an emotional fallback.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's
2: the armor you wear all your life. You never take it off. Mm-hmm. And you might say like okay I'm gonna let the armor relax because I'm around somebody. But essentially this was a violation of trust. Armor's back up, mm-hmm. and that's something that you you can even see it. And I think I said this in the story when Renly died. She took a moment and she was in shock and she was yeah. crying and then basically. Caitlyn Stark came around and Beulah was like, get your game face on. We have to survive now. And immediately yes. she's like, Psh, I can go.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes.
2: That's what she does. Mm-hmm. And I'd also like to point out that when she rejected Tormund, who obviously was love at first sight. <sighs> yeah. He cried, mm-hmm. but he didn't lose his shit. Yeah. yeah. There are a couple of things because guess what? Because they see Tormund as a big, tough guy. Yeah. And it's OK that he cried. Yeah. But he also, you know, like being torn and he got over it because a barmaid came up and was like, "That's okay." and ran off with her. Mm-hmm. But a woman who's a warrior has to break down and cry? Yeah. There ain't no
0: way. They didn't even cuddle. They weren't even cuddling in bed when he left. No. <laughs> like it wasn't like she was laying his, her head on his chest and some like, "Oh, he's I I'm so wrapped in his arms." She was she turned back her way. She was on her side of the bed. All and right. now she all of a sudden feels so cold. Right. Yeah.
2: And I'll say one <laughs> just make one more reference? Yep. Who is not a warrior in the world of TV? Like the least far from a warrior that you can think of. And I guess people would argue with me about this. But Maggie Simpson. Maggie Cap- Simpson. Captain Steubing from Love Boat. I don't know Captain why he Steubing. came in my mind. But I'm bringing up Carrie Bradshaw. Mm. Oh. Although he could say that she's a warrior. I think she more, she's more of a lover than a fighter. Sure. Yeah. When she got broken I up had with to wonder. by post-it note, did she sit down and cry? No, she took those carnations and threw them across the room and went on a rampage
0: in the city. That's right.
1: That's what a lady does. She went and got high and got arrested. She sure did. Yep.
0: I would love a redo. I would love a redo where Brienne is just fucking shit up. That would have been real. That would have been great. Yeah, where yep. she's just kicking every bucket over and like, and, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and just letting animals loose.
2: Yep. Just going to Brandon the gods wouldn't be like, can I just, can you just have these crows follow him down the road and just poop on him? Yes. yes.
1: time. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Go into what's left of Winterfell's like alcohol stocks. Right. Yes. Um, she's like, oh. it's it is time to drink now. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh my yeah. god.
0: All of those okay. is more realistic than this balling. Right.
1: Well, this oh. is the thing. So we know it's not realistic. We know it landed like. Like really, really poorly. Yeah. So like Except
2: with I've gotta say, except with some dudes who are like poor okay. innocent Brienne. For real. Some of some of the some of the um response I've got, well, Brienne has always been naive in the ways of knightly, you know, honor. I'm like, no, she hasn't. No. She has never been naive about it. She has hewed to the the determinations and the qualities of knighthood, but I don't think she's ever, I think she has as much of a realistic view of knighthood as Sand or Sandra Cleggain has, which is like Just because you're a knight doesn't mean you're a good person. Right. Yeah. But she's like, I can never be a knight, but I am going to be everything but a knight. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make her naive. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that's just so annoying about this is that what I have noticed is that there is this value that's placed on a woman's tears that in order to show vulnerability, you have to cry. You know, that but not just cry. You have to lose it because underneath all that armor, there's still a soft little woman in there, right? (sighs) No, there's not. But, there, you know, look, you There's can none. have a soft heart. You can have vulnerability, but that doesn't mean that you have to lose it in public. And that is in public. Yep. Yeah. I mean, in front of somebody who has done you wrong. Yep. Like, women don't do that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But I feel like Brian would only have a soft moment when she's listening to, like, Keith Sweat, like, under the cover. Oh, yeah. Like, way later. Way later. Like, maybe, like, a week later. And when just, she, like, like gets even in happened.
2: TV, like, in most of TV, when Olivia Pope... Had her heart broken, you didn't see her lose it in public. Mm-hmm. She went back to her house, got her red wine and popcorn, yes. and just stared off like,
0: some shit. <laughs> I mean,
1: that's because yes. that's, yes. that's,
0: that's what powerful women do who get things done. She's uh, got to go north and rebound, that's man. That's right. There's all these wildlings that would be so into her. I
1: know. Mm-hmm. Tormund would be okay with her showing up. Go
0: true north, girl.
1: Okay. Yeah. We, we're going to talk about the Garys, but first, like, who are the best... Allies on this show, like who are the strongest allies for the women characters on this show? I feel mm. like Tormund definitely gets one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he was the one who said that Brienne should be knighted in the first place. Hell yeah! Yeah, I don't know that he necessarily was. T- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think
2: no, that was a double yeah. entendre. But yes, I, I think that he absolutely. But that's the whole thing. Like the free folk, they're all seen as wild savages, but they're entirely egalitarian.
0: Yeah. Oh in my god! Way. Yeah. In a beautiful way. You're yeah. right.
1: Why are we rooting for anybody in Westeros? Like we should basically be rooting for the free folk to like. Get their shit together and then come back and take the Iron yes. Throne.
0: But they're just too free. They don't have no storylines. It's like they they right. do what, what our ancestors do. They wake up, they eat something, they fuck, they go back to sleep. <laughs> Although I will say something.
2: I, I, maybe this is an edge case, and I don't know that it'll make it in there in, into this, but. I will say I had a problem at Hard Home where the female leader there. She got her kids on the boat. They were out and she was fighting. She was fighting those whites. She it was doing great. Then all of a sudden he turned around and saw some kitty whites and all of a sudden she's like, no, and just shrinks.
1: Oh, male riders. And I,
2: I sat there with my husband and I was like, oh, see that that bothers me. And he yeah. was like, but why? I mean, she looked at him and saw her kids. I'm like, I don't have to look at other people's kids and see my kids. No. Nuh-uh. You know, and I'm pretty sure other people don't like if my kids are gone and I know those kids. I mean, those kids were obviously dead. One of them was walking on a bone
0: like, Come no, on, those are no. not children anymore. My kids don't have blue eyes. No, no, no. I don't no. fucking And kids. they have meat on their legs. Why would I? Why in any time in the middle of any battle or any challenge in this world, you know, would I be deterred by my mission? Like right. uh, everybody would be Jon Snow out here going like they're coming. Winter's coming. Get it together. There's no time where you'd be like, I just got to stop and think about winter.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Will I be able to get enough ice cream? And
0: because there's so many more men that would do the that that pause in women. Right. There's so many more men that would say, I don't know if I can handle this. You know, it just it, it went from my, an easy life to a hard life. And that transition is tough. Mm-hmm. Where Women are literally like it's been hard all along. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's been hard since the day Why i do you here. think i've
1: been putting grain away
0: yes oh my god <laughs> been all this
1: time to make some beer <laughs> yeah <laughs> I have to replace it i know the infinitely practical always right sansa like how am i gonna feed all these people right. and these dragons that you brought to fight this battle
0: oh the the whites will yeah. get rid of half of those uh, folks i mean you. sansa yeah, is the
2: vp they be like brutally. serve the cake she is. Mm-hmm. That's oh what God. she is. She's yes. like the executive VP who is like, it's so-and-so's birthday. Here, you cut the cake. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh,
1: mm-hmm. Oh, that's amazing. Ugh, okay. So we're trying to figure out if there are any decent allies in this show. Like, Tormund feels like he gets something for...
0: my. my when you said that, my first thought was like other women. I was like, uh, I, yeah. picture, I pictured um, Theon's sister. You, you, oh uh, oh yeah Yara. yeah yeah Yara. yeah Yara. being like an ally that's like still out there yep. like, ready to help out yeah mm.
1: yeah and I want to say Arya too actually because she yeah. was the one who told Jon Snow she's like Sansa's the smartest one here yeah. right yeah,
2: yeah. So, uh, Arya is totally the best ally yeah the
1: show.
0: yeah i think john's an ally i mean john has a i think john's direct mission has always been good and i think that even now he's trying to stand true to his word john's
1: a dummy who's gotten by on the fact that people like him yeah i mean he's he's kind of he's
2: the kind of ally who'd be like i believe in you like but you have a big sword yeah yeah why don't you step up but i believe in you yep i don't even believe in myself but i believe in you that's exactly what he's saying (laughs) danny exactly i don't believe in me I believe in you it's like well if you believe in me then believe me when i say you need to keep this secret
1: i'm a yeah but i
2: also believe in my sisters and i believe in them and they'll uh, believe in you
1: and you believe in me oh <laughs> uh, no yeah yep that's exactly right yes he is the kind of ally who would who would say something really nice to your face and then not do anything to no, help you the yeah worst yeah that's totally right Ugh. yeah
0: okay so then and cersei has lots of allies like I feel like the people like like Cersei's hand and the way that, that oh that he's, yeah the way yeah. that he understands that she's willing to do terrible things but um, and he's willing to support her in that I mean mm-hmm. he's really good for her yeah true allyship there
2: yeah yeah because he she supports his science yeah that's right oh yeah. god yeah But like, yeah, you think about it I mean yep. because that's how we first met him It's like the reason I don't have a maester chain is because I do odd things mm-hmm. yeah and uh, but I mean he's you know he yep. healed people like what he said is right like he's mm-hmm. so yeah. good he brought people back from the dead yep mm-hmm. oh, so like god. yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we talked about allies. We already know Tywin Lannister a total Gary. Yeah. Olena was definitely an ally.
2: Oh. Okay. And I, particularly, one of the things I loved is that when she met Brienne, she that she was the only one. She was like, "You are magnificent. Mm-hmm. Everything oh. about you is magnificent." I love. I heard that you knocked down my silly grandson, Loras. Good for you. You keep going. Yeah. Like she was not like, oh, look at, I mean, she had a sharp tongue for everybody, but she saw Brienne and she was like, you are magnificent. Oh, I love that. And that's that probably so one of the few people in that world who has ever said that to
0: her. Mm-hmm. That's so good. It's yeah. interesting how many women are supporting women on the show. When eh. you know, we all think that like, we you know, women are a cutthroat too in so many ways. But when when these dudes write the women, they're like, women are just they get along and they support each other at all. Yeah, except for, the, <laughs> except Sansa, for the
2: Sansa and Danny thing. Yeah. Because Danny, I yeah. think, only wants to be friends with Sansa. And Sansa, if Sansa's like, can't gonna bend the knee? Yeah. yeah. That's you the know. only way that friendship. Yeah.
0: That's the only way scare quotes friendship <laughs>
1: happens. <laughs> Those yeah. are the only friends
0: Danny has, period, though. Yes. Like Danny makes friends like Trump,
1: except for Masande. Yeah. Mm, she wanted her to ride with her or not.
0: Like, I mean, if she would have yeah. rode with her, she wouldn't have been friends with her. Yeah, she's on a, a on a That's lonely fair. mission. Yeah, I wonder if they would have been that friendly
2: if Masande was like, you know what,
1: I've been in the north a little bit. I think I'm going back to north. Yeah, yeah. That's know. a really good point. If if she'd been like these. Jerks keep staring at me like they're literal zombies coming. It's little racist, right. jerks are North. looking at me like this. It's like, like, can I, can I just, I just borrow
2: yeah. Rhaegal for like two minutes? <laughs> I just yeah. need to get the, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, she would have she yeah. been pissed. In that <laughs> world, it's like a bullet train. Like, right. back in 50 minutes. I know. Drop mm-hmm. me He'll come back.
1: Mm-hmm. It's fine. Okay, so we know Tywin Lannister is a Gary. Ugh. Who are the other two? We, we move on to award two more Garys here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do they have to be alive? Because there's a lot of Garys. I mean, like, if we wanted to make a long list, we could also talk about people who are deceased. I guess currently, given who's left. Although Tywin's dead. Yeah, Tywin's dead. He's a- way dead. All right, let's just open the floodgates then. Two Garys, all characters alive and dead. Oof. Yep. Two Garys each or total? Total. <laughs> Two more. This We're going is... to be in here for another hour if we oh, try and, like, man. name them all. Yep. Yep. I mean, and definitely of, the and, bastard. And
2: do me a favor and just for, you know, for the folks at home who might be joining in and me, can you redefine the Gary? Part? Oh, yeah.
1: So Gary is your co-worker mm-hmm. who uh, who cuts you off, takes credit for your ideas, says, you know, kind of sexist, kind of shitty things. Yeah. Right. But, you know, it's only a joke. What are you worried uh, about? You know.
2: Oh, my God. Sandra Clegane is definitely a Gary. OK.
1: Yes. Oh my God! Yes, and the thing
2: is, he's the worst kind of Gary because he is also an ally. Yep, he thinks he's an ally, yep. but he's a total Gary. Yep, mm-hmm. yep.
0: But then, who was I thinking? My first thought. Oh, I was gonna say the bastard for sure. Like the way that he, you know, was so abusive of his power. With oh over, Ramsey, oh Bull. Ramsey, Ramsey, Bull? Ramsey, yeah. yeah just oh so my God, yeah. Power and just anti women, yeah. but also you know wanted them in the fold of Keith his life. Gary. I'd say he's a Chad.
1: Mm. Ooh, yes. Oh my God, mm, another Gary. Then. So glad that guy's dead. Man. Oh. Eaten by his dogs. I know. Would Varys answer again? Uh, I mean, I think Varys is kind of a Gary. Mm. I think, I, I think, I think Varys is a, is a, is the kind of Gary who thinks he's kind of woke because, like, his whole oh thing God, in this last episode of like, but it's about the realm and it's about the people right. and blah blah blah. This guy has been at court for decades. What does he know of the people? Right. This dude has been in the Red Keep since like I don't even know when. Get out of here with your like common people nonsense. He doesn't know anything. Mm-hmm. No. Oh, god! That's what I meant when I said I was over him. Ugh, he's the worst. Okay, so let's see. all right. So we've got Varys, we've got the Hound, and then we've got oh, you're on, you're Ugh. on Greyjoy. You're in Greyjoy for sure. is a total fucking Gary. Yeah, because he doesn't explaining. care about. He has no. Yeah.
2: he does not care. So, and this is if we're going to go. Well, we'll go into predictions in a minute. Yes, but I think that the fact that he's a Gary is like part of what's going to be Cersei's downfall.
1: Mm. Because I think
2: Cersei Mm. thinks that 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 she's got that Gary under control with her, you know, with her with her magic Mm -hmm. (laughs) thing. But I think that and the baby lie in the baby lie. Yeah. But I think that what's going to what will be interesting is that. If we have if Euron is enough of a Gary that. You know, he gets the news like this isn't your child; it's mine. And Euron's just like, I don't care. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's half
2: royal, so I don't care. As long if we're last man stand- if I'm the last man standing in this fight, and yep. I got two hands, you better <gasps> believe that kid's gonna be mine. Yep, mm. that's. Yeah. That's really? a straight up Gary. Yeah. Taking credit not just for your ideas, for your but for your baby. product. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that's good. Got there Afterwards, that. bought the rights. Mm.
1: And that's a good predict. That's an interesting prediction that he might be part of her downfall. OK, what else? What other predictions do we have for the end of this series? I have, I have a very hopeful one, we'll see.
0: One thing I keep thinking about in terms of predictions is how the camera works during the intro now, uh-huh. and how it comes down this like tower when you get to um, to King's Landing. Uh-huh. And I keep thinking that someone's gonna like come down and sneak in that way, because we've never been up some weird random tower that I maybe can like think Maybe like an of.
2: assassin? Yeah, Ooh. maybe
0: like by the name of like an Arya, yeah. or like a, and then I, love, I like the idea too of, you know, maybe Jamie's coming back to finish off his sister. What I don't understand about the idea of like the love between the two of them and the hope for another child is that they had a like they're aware that having children together could result in like another Joffrey. Like that crazy of a of a person like that dismantlement of like of saying I don't
1: really think that Cersei thought there was that much of a problem with Joffrey. Yeah, yeah. I don't really think that that's like a an impediment.
0: Mm. Yeah,
1: we all. I mean, yeah, I don't think because she, she also got a, a sweet
2: Tom and with who just loved
1: kittens like Sir Pounce. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's crossing her fingers. Okay, all right. So what's my? I have a hopeful prediction, and then a prediction that makes me feel really bad. So the prediction that makes me feel hopeful is that. The final scene will be Arya standing in front of the Iron Throne because she's the only goddamn one left. Yeah. Trying to decide if she's going to sit on it or not. Mm. Mm. That's my hopeful prediction. The prediction that makes me feel bad that I am more convinced than ever will happen now that you've described the whole writer's issue and how they've written women is that Jamie will go back to Brienne and she will take him
0: back. No, no, Brienne. Don't do it. That's it. Don't mm. do
1: it.
2: Yep. I don't think Jamie's going to make it. I'm fine with right. that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mm. don't think she's, she's going to make it. Yeah. So, I'm fine with a bunch of people dying. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm too.
2: And <laughs> I think that, and I honestly think, you know, so remember Melisandre told Varys that he was
1: going to die. Oh, uh, I know. I've been holding on to that. So
2: I think what's going to happen is that at the last minute, when, you know, when Danny's like, I've spared your life a bunch of times before and you've basically proven me wrong, why should I spare it now? he's going to throw Varys under the bus. Mm. I think that's going oh, to Oh, Tyrion's going to. Oh yeah. I hope so. I think so. Yeah. Um yeah. and I think that some somehow it's going to maybe all end in tears in that regard. In terms of who's in front of the Iron Throne, I think that would be great. Oh,
1: it's not going to happen, but I would love it.
2: But I would, you know, I think that it's going to it's going to look it's going to be one of those things where maybe it'll look like Jon Snow because in a lot of ways, you know, people have said that he and Danny are the song of fire, ice and fire, but yeah. really he himself is the song. Mm. Um, but I think that George R. Martin in general is, you know, really loves Mr. X. So I would love to see that after all of this, they kind of do an ending like the Sopranos did and said, like, nobody's sitting on the, the throne. And the small council ran this thing the entire time. So why shouldn't the small council bring this back to the people and run it? And maybe, I don't know, Gendry's, you know, the head of things now. I mean, He's a Baratheon. Yep. You know, um, all the noble houses who were, you know, like the Freys are gone and they were a minor, minor noble house. The Tyrells are gone. You know, the Lannisters after this will likely all be gone. Mm. Maybe Tyrion will still be around. I don't know. And you've got some Starks. So I would not be surprised if what they did was they said, you know what, you've got the North. And you've got the other realms, and bring in like everybody from the, you know, who's in charge of those realms. And we're gonna make this as close to a, not, may, maybe not a democracy but at least something like an oligarchy. <laughs> but like
1: a puppet monarchy? Like, let's put some Gendry's dumbass sort of on the thing. throne because he's a Baratheon and then think we'll all like him. You know, You
2: have all of these people, all of the best people who have experienced all of this and do, who have some sort of experience with either like, I've been down in the mess and I don't want it anymore, or I know how to run things, Sansa. Or, Oof. you know, I I have a modicum of wisdom, Sansa and Tyrion. Like, those are the people who are left yeah. and who are least likely to be, you know, out in battle. If they're going to be knocked off, if it's gonna be somebody coming into where they are and getting them. Yeah. So it would be great if it was just like, all right, we're gonna run this as sort of a rule of the people and you know, just in terms of who's in charge. I don't know, the Lady of Winterfell's doing pretty well. So yeah, let's let's do mm-hmm. that. But I but I think ultimately they might just learn like, you know what, after all of this, the best thing for the realm is just to get rid of the Iron Throne altogether.
0: Yeah. It would just be a trip if it was Gendry because, you know, they did they went through such feats to try to kill off all those bastard children. And then Gendry just pops up <laughs> at the very end, just <laughs> has a seat and is, feels done. That'd right. Be, that'd be hilarious. Yeah.
1: yeah. I think yeah.
2: the one thing that would be better, and I actually said this as a joke, but the one thing that would be better is if it were hot pie.
1: Oh, that's hilarious. That's amazing. That's amazing. Now I have another thing that I want to have happen, which is Sansa is strategic as hell, and she marries Gendry, and Gendry sits on the Iron Throne, and then Sansa actually rules. She should rule. Which would also, like, totally hold with, like the sexism of westeros that like there's a strong woman ruling behind just like cersei and joffrey
2: yep Mm -hmm. yep i could totally see on ganja going like i don't know i barely know how to read what do you say (laughs) wife?" yep like yep (laughs) like whatever she says
0: cold-eyed ass sansa's like i'll tell you yeah Yeah. (laughs) oh okay there's no awkwardness between the fact that like he also took her sister's virginity no
1: i really don't think that's gonna be an issue yeah Yeah. that doesn't that seems to be a minimal issue in this world no (laughs) Melanie McFarland, TV writer and pop culture writer for Salon.com. Totally kick-ass analyst of the sexism of Westeros. Thank you so much for talking with us.
2: Thank
0: you.
1: Battle Tactics for Your Sexist Workplace is a production of KUOW Public Radio in Seattle.
0: Caroline Chamberlain-Gomez, known by all in the realm to be greater at cutting than Aria when it comes to audio, is our senior producer.
1: Yes, we got production help this episode from Khaleesi, Claire McGrain.
0: Our managing producer is Brendan R.R. Sweeney, first of his name. Big thanks this episode to Sir Tio Popescu, who
1: makes all the beautiful graphics for our show, and to Mother of Dragons, Anna
0: Boyko-Wyrock. Our theme music is by Kessia Gordon. Keep up the good fight. We'll have a new episode coming real soon, y'all.
1: Yay!